ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. This is episode 55 for the week of January 15th, 2019. I put 2018 in the thing. Do you see that? I do. But you know what? I still said it correctly. See? It's all up here. Props to you. It's all... (laughs) Props to me, Will. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week... I am joined by, well, you already heard his voice. You already know who it's going to be, but I got to say it anyway. It's the man in the Cintas. What, is, what would you call that? It's technically like a, we call it a golf jacket. It's basically Ooh. just a pullover with a little tiny like quarter zip. In the professional Cintas golf jacket with a quarter zip, it's Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? Doing just fine. That's great. It's another Monday. Monday fun day, Will. It's supposed to be Sunday fun day, Josh. <laughs> Why can't it be Monday fun day? Why do Mondays always have to be a shit day? I mean, it is, but... Because <laughs> it is. It's the start of a work week. We, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just the start of a work week. I think that's why people don't like it. They gotta wake up on time. On time is relative. Gotta, gotta... What happened to you today? Almost ran out of gas on the highway. <laughs> Were you on time to work today, Will? No. Who gives a shit? It's fine. <laughs> but you know what? You know why Mondays are good days, Will? Why? Because we get to record the show on Mondays. That's true. Something I always get to look forward to. And we have a big day today. We do. We get to talk about the UGC's Halo Classic later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. We got a lot of thoughts on it. And you know what? Some of them aren't very great either. We're just going to forewarn you right now. But we still have a lot to talk about. A lot of great matches took place, that's for sure. Will, before we get into all that, what do we normally start the show off with? Roster Mania! We usually start with some Roster Mania. However, we have all the rosters that will be coming up in the full UGC post-show. So yeah, you'll hear them then. So would you say that does it then? It does it for Rostermania. Well, then it's time for COD and other games. Watch. Will, what do we got? Nothing. That does it for COD and other games. Watch. You know, there's one thing I would like to. um, Oh, shit. Okay. We've talked about it before, but Spartan is now competing in Rainbow Six. Correct. And it sounds like his team, from what I saw on Twitter, went 4-0 in their qualifying matches this weekend. Congratulations to them. So yeah, I was excited to see I'm a Rainbow Six fan myself. And yeah, I'm excited to see him make his way through and hopefully they'll be a part of the, you know, invitational coming up. They have them all the time. So hopefully they make their way and uh, get in the spotlight. It'd be awesome to see. It would be awesome to see. Talk about a bounce back with Rainbow Six. Like when that game came out, like, yeah, it was popular for just a very short time. Then it kind of fizzled out. And then they just, they kept updating it. The esports scene was blowing up within it. A lot of great things happened to that game. And now it's one of the fucking, like, top played esport game, isn't it? Yeah, I really, um, I wish I would have kept up with it because it is a lot of fun. Sure. Um, a lot goes into it. The maps being destructible and there's so many angles to cover, it's... It is ridiculous at time. Then you throw all the operator abilities on top of it. It can get hectic. But um, 
No, I think it's it's a fun game. People can have have shown they can clutch 1v5s just based on positioning and knowing the map. It's been Spartan do it. Yeah, Spartan's done it himself. So, yeah, cool game. But I guess that's the other other games I can <laughs> think of for this week. Good shit. And then, um, so this is, we're going to say this is going to come next week, but, um, a lot of free agents are showing up now for, um, what is it? DreamHack Dallas, right? Yeah. For that, for that Halo 3 event. So I'm seeing a lot of tweets going out there for free agents for that event. Um, so that can go in the Cotton Other Games Watch segment for, uh, next week. Okay. We'll include them all in there. Will... With that out of the way, it's time for Will's Adventures Within the Halovers, and mainly other games too. Yeah. What'd you play, Will? All right, here's the list. Um, after we recorded last week's episode, my Tuesdays have become kind of a battle royale day. So I played some Blackout with my friend... Uh, Joey, and then also played some Fortnite. How'd it go? I hated every minute of it. Oh, shoo! Hot take Will coming in hot! I'm, I've, uh, I've stated it before, but I think BR is on its way out for me. I'm getting a little tired of it. Getting a little tired of it. I don't know what, I don't know if it's just because every, like, Fortnite is at the point where it's ridiculous for me. The planes, all the things they're adding, it's, it doesn't take skill anymore to be good at that game. You just need to know how to use all this random shit they threw in the game. Sure. Um, and of course, with, with Bloom being in the game. God, I can't, I still can't stand that. Um, you know, they, they, they did add first shot accuracy on most weapons. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's first shot. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things. Um, I think they've done, personally, I think they've done too much. The airplanes ruin it all. You can sit up in an airplane and just cruise around the map for most of the game. As long as you don't get shot down or or someone somehow figures out how to jump on your plane. But yeah, if you just sit there and float, people take shots at you. They might hit a lucky snipe, but you can last till the end of the game up in a freaking airplane. Do they take a long time to take down? Like if you the, just shut at the plane itself? Yeah, they have a lot of health. A decent amount. Maybe that should be nerfed then. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so yeah, I'm, I've been annoyed with Fortnite for a while. It's just the more they add, the more I get annoyed. <laughs> um, and then with Blackout, there isn't much variance to it. There's not enough variance to it for me. Um, they've added new guns. The The balance seems a little out of whack. For me, yeah, it 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 can. It's one of those games where I'm at the point where trying to be strategic and win the game gets boring, but just messing around is kind of fun. Doing random things gets kind of fun, but yeah. What would you want added to the blackout mode to keep you interested further? You said it's lacking a little bit. What would you want added? Because we like Fortnite. It's fucking like far spectrum, you know? Right. Um. Like, would you want new areas on the map or anything like that? I feel like that map is kind of getting stale. Yeah. And I've even played, like... They they did add... They added one area, which was the hijacked boat. 
Okay. Um, it's fun to land there, but everyone goes there. And then it's also hard to get off of because it's a boat. They they put like little boats on the back of it so you can like drive away. Yeah, but um, if if it's on if the circle's on the other side of the island, you're screwed. Yeah, and you can't hold your breath for long underwater at all nope. in that game. Nope. So yeah, new areas. The. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the game. I just, a building like, mechanic and planes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I kind of miss the old school like PUBG roots. And I don't know if it's because these games have such ridiculous things in them that I kind of want to go back. But that gets boring too because it's, there's not, again, there's not enough. Very, there's, I think Fortnite had a good balance at one point and they just, they went a little too far with it for me. Yeah, kind of like at the very beginning. Yeah, like bring it back to like season season two and three. I was huge into playing those seasons. I mean, what are they up to like six or seven now? Yeah, something there's like just, that. Yeah. There's too much. So yeah, um, get a little tired of battle royales. And then let's see, we did play some Halo. Yes. Um, played some doubles on Wednesday. How'd that go? So ranked platinum. Very nice. Which, again, where can I, I'm about. That's a sweaty playlist, though, man. That's a really sweaty playlist. It was. It was those were, they were all sweaty games. Yeah. I was uh, I was playing again with, with my friend Joey, and I was calling guys out like crazy. I was getting hyped on the mic. Um, I, he, uh, he's got great gun skill, but he doesn't know the areas of the map as well. So, um... It was a lot of trying to call out, but call out into, like, relatively where we were, rather than saying, like, pink one. It would be, like, across from you on the top, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, um, I mean, I feel like we could have done even a little better than we did if, you know, he would have just had some more map knowledge. Hell yeah. Um, I hate that Molten is in that playlist. Did you ever find out where Camo was? It's... No, I never did. <laughs> I think it's around bottom mid somewhere. I think it is. Dude, I... Oh, my God. Don't get me started on Halo 5 maps. You already know my feelings on those. So, yeah, that was... um, That was pretty much it. We played a little bit of Halo 5 on Friday, I believe. While we were waiting in between matches for UGC. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nothing too crazy. Just some... I think it was random Slayer games. Yeah, I think so too. And then um, on sun Saturday and Sunday, we played some Black Ops 4 multiplayer, which was really fun. That multiplayer is really good. Just it, just the base Black Ops 4 multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was a good time. What, if, uh, what, what did you get into this week, Josh? Will, thank you for asking. First and foremost, played some Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I have two characters left. And I know that because I've faced against them and I've lost both times. So I need to rematch against them. One of them is Palutina and the other one is Dr. Mario. Why I lost to them? Palutina's a bitch and Dr. Mario just, he like edged me on the map. It was stupid. It was stupid. But either way, I'll get them. I will get them, Will. The next thing I played, I played some Red Dead Redemption 2. And I told you about this earlier, but, uh, you know what? Okay. I gave a little ranty rant 
last week on my on my thoughts and feelings about Red Dead Redemption 2 and how it's not a very fun game to play. Let me give you another example why this game is not very fun to play, okay? There are these things called bounties. They have cash rewards tied to them. They're either wanted dead or alive. Wanted! Dead or alive! Okay, so, these bounties, cash value, you go find them on the map, and then if, if they're wanted dead or alive, you can kill them, it doesn't matter, okay? If they're wanted alive, you don't have a choice. So, I did not know this at the first, I did not know, th- know this at first. There was this female character who was a bounty that I'd go get. She was known as the Widowmaker. Sounds badass, right? So what she does is, she lures in these, these dudes, makes them do her dirty deeds, done dirt cheap, and then kills them. Widowmaker, okay? So... I get to this bitch. <laughs> I find her underneath the cliffside. Okay. And she's with this dude. And the dude's like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I don't know if I want to be with you. And I'm like, what the hell is this conversation right now? So I go, I go sneak up on him. She saw me and she's like, Oh, that's one of them bounty hunters. And, uh, you gotta protect me. And he's like, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I really love you. And and she's like, well, okay, then. And then stabs him in the neck. Okay. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That doesn't fly with Mr. Arthur Morgan myself. So I lassoed her. And I'm right next to a campfire. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this, bitch. So... (laughs) I, I, I set her down next to the fire. I wasn't close enough to being on the fire. So then I just started like like running up next to her so I'd push her further and further in the fire. So I sound like a fucking like horrible person right now. So I get her in the fire. She starts on fire and immediately I get a game over screen. Saying like, do you let the bounty die? Well, fuck you. I want to do what I want. So apparently you can't. In other words, I I was about to have a lot of fun in that game. Then the game took the fun away from me. Red Dead Redemption 2, everybody. (laughs) Josh, (laughs) I'm starting to worry about you. (laughs) You seem to like to throw bodies into the fire a lot. Hey, remember how we talked about Sea of Thieves? And it's like emergent gameplay, right? You make your own fun with that game. Yeah. I can't do that in Red Dead Redemption 2. The game won't let me, Will. If I want to burn bodies, I want to burn bodies, Will. You can burn bodies, just not certain bodies, okay? <laughs> I can't burn this. I can't burn the bodies I want to burn. Oh, boy. That's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, moving on. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, like you said, we played that. It's a great time. And you know what, you motherfucker? <laughs> what? <laughs> So for those who don't know the backstory about this whole scenario, I put a little poll out there in the Discord. If you're not a part of the Discord, you should be. And I asked, people who were getting Black Ops 4, because you weren't even planning on getting it at first, were you? Will. I wasn't. Okay. So with that in my mind, I reached out to the Discord and I said, hey, for those interested, would you guys be getting Black Ops 4 on PS4 or Xbox One? Or PC. Or PC. And the majority of the people in there said Xbox One. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, well, then I'll get it on Xbox One because I just plan I plan on getting it anyway. 
So I got it and I only played alone. And that, that's not a detriment to the, the people in Discord who said they were getting on Xbox One. I just didn't like play with them. That's on me. So then Will gets it on PS4. Love and Blackout. It's a great time. Never really delved into the multiplayer, but we talked about that. And then you told me like recently that you got into the multiplayer. I'm like, oh, well, that's something. Isn't that nice? And then Justin MF in LaFleche says that he gets a PS4 and he gets it on PS4 as well. And I'm like, oh, well, now I got to get it on PS4. So I got it on PS4. And uh, my console still sounds like a jet engine, but that's besides the point. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun rolling with the squad. It is. I get a little bored running around by myself in that game. Yeah, like I can I can hop on and play a few matches, sure. But if you have friends to roll with you, it's it's always a good time. It is. We both got plays of the game too. We did. It was good stuff. That game's really fun. I'm sure Justin will get there. He's uh he played his first match with us that night. He did after so, some network issues. Yeah, but we got it taken care of. Yes, and he uh thanks you know, PlayStation. You know his his KD started off a little low first few games. Sure, but. Towards the end there, he was, you know, right about even. And that I'm sure he's, as he learns the maps, things will just get better and better for him. Absolutely. And with that low KD, I wanted to kick him off the team. Because apparently, according to him, you have to have a, high, you have to have a winning KD in order to be on the team, Justin. <laughs> but apparently, that only applies to Halo. Which we're getting to. We played some Halo 5, like you said. We played a SWAT. I fucking hate SWAT. SWAT was bad. I literally have that as a note in the show notes. I see that. Yes. But I got Diamond 3. I'm happy with it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's another sweaty playlist at times. It's absolutely a sweaty playlist. Um, I just never... I, I don't know why. I'm just never a fan of SWAT, though. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I suck at headshots that much. I feel like... I feel like my first shot's always a body shot. And you just... I, I'm trained to do the body shot and then hit the head on the last one. Sure. So SWAT, you got to hit that headshot first. You do. And the other, the other worst thing about that playlist is that when you, when you get spawn collapsed. Oh yeah. That, that game's over. Like the game's over. You're, you, if they have you spawn trapped, you're not getting out. You're just not, it's not happening. The game's done and you're going to be upset. Like I was. Yeah. We, we played one game where you guys were fine, but I was the one spawn trapped. Sure. And I went from like an even eight and eight to ending the game eight and 16. You guys clutched it out, but I could not get off a spawn rotation. I would spawn, take like two steps and be. It's the worst feeling. It ever. was. It was because there's almost nothing you can do. You have to get lucky that you're facing the right way and get, get, get a headshot. Yep, yeah, I agree. I absolutely so agree. I was in that same situation. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. Maybe they should. You know, because I think in MCC now, if you're playing as a party, you're more than likely going to get matched up with other people that are in a party. Yes. So maybe they should just do that for quick play and open it up to four people. Because the fact that you can still only have two people in quick play in a fire team is fucking stupid. Or, you know what would be even better, Will? Give me a Social Slayer playlist. Jesus! You know how many times I've hearkened for this? It's unbelievable. It game's over three years old and you still don't have a basic bitch Social Slayer playlist. Shane, yeah. if you're listening to this episode, I'm sorry I'm swearing a lot. I'm just upset. I'm like literally upset. This I, I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded that there just isn't a social slayer playlist with a four player fire team maximum. I also played MCC. <laughs> I'm moving on again. You're getting achievements, right? Yeah, I got a, I, 
there's one achievement I wanted to go for just like, like we said in between matches of the UGC's event, um, where I seemed to complete three Halo one playlists and I had one more to go. So I rocked that out, got that quick and easy one taken care of. That's all I got. All right. Will, should we get in to the news? Let's do it. First and foremost, we have an MCC playlist update posted on January 9th, 2019 by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com. Let's get into it. Good morning, MCC players. Happy New Year to everyone. Today, January 9th, not today. We have a playlist update with changes to matchmaking based entirely on community feedback that has been given in December. Hearing what you have to say helps shape these updates, and we look forward to continued feedback on MCC matchmaking. Please use the threads below in the additional resources section to leave your feedback and suggestions for future updates you would like to see for MCC matchmaking. Social matchmaking 4v4, Halo 3 Slayer, lowered weighting of AR start entries, which are now 50-50 split with BR starts. It should just be BR starts. Moving on. Halo 3 Assault, added in multi-bomb assault for Assembly, Citadel, and the Pit. Assembly is a shit map. Moving on. Social matchmaking 8v8, Halo 3. Added sandbox variant entrenched for BTB Slayer, multi-flag, and neutral bomb. Uh, total sandbox weighting pool is the same, but each is lowered with addition of entrenched in Halo 3. Halo 1. Icefield CTF has had its weighting reduced due to highest quit rates. Can only imagine. Social matchmaking infection. For Halo 3, Hide and Seek has been removed based on overwhelming feedback. Apparently people not liking that so much will. And then another thing for Halo 3, weightings in this playlist now better align with Legacy Living Dead playlists from the Halo 3 on the 360. And finally, competitive games for Halo 3 Lone Wolves lowered objective game type weighting, and Slayer Objective is now at an 80-20 split for weighting. Good stuff. Next up, we have the community update posted on January 10th, 2019 by Unishek. This is over on HaloWaypoint.com as well. First up, some Halo 5 information for you, Will. And I quote, Thursday, as we look to return to our normal rotational cadence, Holiday Fiesta and Castle Wars will come down to make way for Action Sack and Halo 2 BR Slayer. We'll be running Action Sack for three weeks so we can gather player feedback on the maps and modes in the playlist to assess what might require a refresh. Halo 2 BR Slayer will be live for two weeks so that everything returned to our weekly alternating schedule. And yes... Both the Big Team Battle Refresh and Head-to-Head Playlist that Josh Mankey mentioned in our last community update are still very much a thing. We've also made a Blue Team Pack, which is based on the same style of the Memories of Reach Pack. Only items that directly relate to the members of Blue Team can be found in this pack, and it includes three permanent unlocks as well as eight single-use items. If you're a fan of Blue Team, this was made for you. AGLA, the American Griffball League of America, which we talked about last week. The community-run American Griffball League of America, rep, uh, presented by PlayGriffball.com, is returning to Halo 3 on Halo the Master Chief Collection for the first season of competitive Griffball in 2019. Sign-ups for their Winter League 2019 season open Monday, January 14th, the day this is being recorded, and will have matches beginning before the end of the month. Again, registration opens on Monday, January 14th, over at PlayGriffball.com. Official map AGLA Foundry and game types AGLA Griffball can be found in the Rage More Nerd file share at MCC. Rosters must be between four to six players, and the regular season is usually only around five weeks long. If you can't commit to a full season, custom lobbies are organized every night on the Discord, as well as Late League, which offers a taste of the competitive environment. The Griffball community will be answering questions in their Discord server all the way up until registration. And then also there's a new member 
on the 343 community team, Sam, a.k.a. Sticker Doodle. You can read all about her in the article in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. Will, we have one last piece of regular news. Congratulations to Richard Sims on the new baby boy. This is a quote from Sims, and I quote, Tired, exhausted, emotional, and completely lost for words. One thing I know for sure is I am beyond proud of my my wife and the journey she's been through today and the past seven years to bring our family to this point. Today, my son was born, weighing in at 8.2 pounds, and I am in love. Sims, congratulations. That's fantastic. Will, before we get into the competitive news, let me tell you something. Are you ready for this? I don't know what it is. We have breaking news, Will. What is it? This happened before we started recording, so I wanted to make sure I got these included. These will be in the show notes. I didn't have time to put them in there because I was over here. But first and foremost, Denial Esports have a couple announcements in in regards to their stream team. First up, we have Eli underscore X, in other words, Eli X, Mm -hmm. congratulations to him, and Trunks. So congratulations to Trunks and Eli on on being new members of the Denial Esports stream team. Very nice. Good shit. Time for some competitive news, Will. Halo Draft League. Player awards for the season have been announced. We'll be doing player awards for the season's categories will be announced soon. That was a tweet from Halo Draft League. And deadlines for player transactions have been announced. And I quote, the official deadline for player transactions for teams is on January 27th. Rosters will then be finalized for the playoff push. So make sure you get your rosters locked and loaded. Season's off to a good start. We'll talk about it soon. Next up, Europa Halo, who we haven't talked about in a little bit of time here, partners with Tournament. This is an article over on Tournament.com. We'll include, obviously, in the show notes of the show. And the title is Meet the Partner, Europa Halo. To start, please introduce yourself and your project. And I quote, We are Europa Halo, one of the main amateur platforms of the European Halo community. We provide Halo tournaments and leagues to the community along with support and advice for teams and players. Our main ambition is to work alongside 343 Industries to maintain community support for European Halo, providing professional-style cups and leagues. How did you discover tournament? And I quote, A simple Google search led me to one of the best tournament platforms around. Tournament is easy to navigate, easy to use, and easy on the eye. I can set up a full tournament in a few minutes and manage completely and effectively with the organizer application. What features do you like the most on tournament? And I quote, The tournament TV is an amazing feature and is perfect for when you start out with tournaments. I can easily add a professional-looking feature to the stream in between matches to give the audience a great experience. Allowing players to effectively report and manage results takes away so much of the time spent chasing players for information. I can focus on the stream and upcoming matchups. Anything you want to add? And I quote, I think Halo Esports is in a unique place where Halo 5 is dated yet something older such as Halo 3 has been given a second life and the scene wants more of it. I think in the future we will definitely be looking into Halo 2 and Halo 3 for tournaments and cups. I want to thank everyone who has supported myself in Europa Halo for over the last two years and continue to do so now. We are less active than we once were before, but we are gearing up for Halo Infinite eventual release. 
And we want to thank the folks from Europa Halo for taking the time to answer these questions, and can't wait to see the amazing tournaments they have in store for us, especially with Halo Infinite just around the corner, or so we hope. It's only that game ain't coming out till 2020. Moving on, next story, the Gamers Forgiving Tournament. We have an update for you, Will. This is a tweet, and I quote, Inspired by the enthusiasm from teams attending UGC events, we're deciding to expand our Halo competition at Gamers Forgiving to a full 4v4. Good luck, have fun to everybody competing at this week's Halo Classic. We hope to see you this March. Good shit. Next up, Walshy moves on to bigger and better things. And I quote, this is a tweet from Walshy. After two plus years at First Strike Games, I'm moving on and excited to start writing the next chapter. For the first half of 2019, I'll be traveling, reading all the books on my backlog, and supporting the HCS Grassroots events. So good luck, Walshy. In the final piece of regular competitive news... Maybe. Clutch gets a new position at 343 Industries. This is a tweet from Clutch, and I quote, For over a decade, Halo has played a huge part in my life. I'm excited to announce that I've accepted a position at 343 as pro team lead. I can't wait to continue my journey with the franchise working on Halo Infinite. Will, is there anything you want to say about that before we move on? Um, I think it's uh, exciting Clutch is moving into that position. He's been... um. You know, member of the community, he's a competitor back in the day. Uh, I think he'll want to move things in the right direction. Going off your point there, I want to make sure our listeners understand something here. Okay, a very major point. I'm okay. We're obviously hoping for the best with Infinite, right? We want it to be the best game it can be. We want it to appease as many people as possible, so on and so forth. Now. Let's say, for instance, that when Infinite comes out, that people aren't very happy with the state the multiplayer's in. Specifically, the competitive side. Okay? With Clutch announcing his new position, who do you think people are going to start blaming? Clutch. They're probably going to start blaming Clutch. For the listeners of our show, I'm going to tell you something. Don't. He is not the 100% voice in this scenario. The way, more than likely, the way this position works is that Clutch will be talking to the development team. Clutch will more than likely have meetings with the development team, but he will not have the final say of the development team. That's their job, okay? So if the competitive multiplayer side is not everything you hoped and dreamed for, don't you dare I swear to God, don't you dare start getting pitchforks ready and going to Clutch's tweeting doorstep. All right? I don't want to fucking see it. I better not. I know we're over a year away from this game, but I swear if I see that happen. And you'll know there'll there'll be some that do just because they don't know better. Yep. But, yeah, Clutch is is not the person to blame here. It's, um, or would be the person to blame. Uh... It's just like any other company. You can have Clutch is being he's a, he's the pro team lead, so they're they're assembling a pro team of players to help have input on the competitive side. So Clutch is going to be kind of their the medium between the pro players and three four three itself. From what I'm, from what yeah, I would that's, think. that sounds um, exactly like it. Yep. So again, the pro team's going to give their opinions. 
and what they think it should be, that doesn't always translate to what it exactly will be put in the game. Correct. So it's still up to 343. They're going to do what they want to do. They're they're taking this. This is almost as more direct community feedback from having the actual pro players give their thoughts on the game. Couldn't have said it better myself, Will. Thanks. Good stuff. You know how I said that might have been the last piece of competitive news, Will? I think, I think you got more. Breaking news, Will! On the competitive side of things. First and foremost, Made Straight over on Twitter put out a tweet that states, More tournaments, more players, more prizes. Nate Straight Halo 5 Twitch tournaments return this spring. There's a trailer included as well. We're excited. And the last piece, hopefully, of competitive news. Remember how I talked about how I hate SWAT, Will? Well, luckily, I don't have to compete in this tournament because SWAT Nation on Twitter announced it's official. The prize pool for hashtag SWAT for life has been increased to $700. 26 teams registered so far, $1,000 plus raised for charity. Come and participate in the largest Halo SWAT tourney ever. We'll cover it. I ain't playing in it. And that, Will, is going to do it for our competitive news. But that doesn't do it for the news itself, Will. We got a couple more things to say. First... Well, these, both of these last news stories are in regards to the UGC's The Halo Classic. First and foremost, GMS partners with Money Matches and does not sign with an org. This is a tweet from Gabriel, and I quote, After much consideration, my team and I agreed that we will not sign with an org. We will continue to use our name, GMS, and see how we can build up our own culture within the growing Halo 3 community throughout 2019. With that being said, I want, to, I want to thank Zach and Money Matches for partnering with us and understanding our vision. Hope to see a ton of support in St. Louis and make some fucking noise when Golden Modem Squad takes the stage. I had no idea that GMS standard for Golden Modem Squad. I did not either until this tournament started. Then I made the lame joke of that would be a very hot modem. It wouldn't run very well. It would overheat. <laughs> You know? It doesn't sound better the second time you say it. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's the first time they're hearing this, the second time for me. It's okay. I don't blame you. Moving on. <laughs> and the last piece of news, the prize pool was actually increased for the Halo Classic. This is a tweet from UGC, and I quote, The stakes just got raised $5,000 thanks to the money matches and cinch gaming. That's it. So we'll obviously talk about the prizes and whatnot as soon as... As we get to the recap, Will, believe it or not, that actually does it for the news this week. Thank you for bearing with me. What do we got for some scrims? Uh, we got nothing to report on, on this at this time. I believe some scrims did actually take place before. They did, yeah. But without that API and being able to track anything, it's hard to see what's going on. It just and means we have to watch more streams. Life, life is busy. Oh, I understand. It's good. It gets hard to to tune in all the time. But yeah, it we does. we need to get some more information on that. I just hope they release that API. I don't know. At this point where it's Oh, I don't know if it'll happen. I just want them to. Yeah. It'll make our lives so much easier, Will. It would. I love having an easier life. Who doesn't? I know, right? Jesus. All right. 
Will, what do we got for some tournament recaps? All right. So the first one we're going to talk about here, Halo Draft League season standings. Let's get into it. Um, this was posted over on Twitter, but here we go. Casually Filthy currently has two wins and zero losses. Scars Esports has two wins and zero losses. Stay Trippin' has two wins and zero losses as well. Safety's Off is one win, zero loss. No Mercy has one win and one loss. You're in Trouble has zero wins and zero losses. I think it's because they were competing at St. Louis. They have yet to play. Correct. Um, These are all based off games. Yep. Infusion, which is zero wins, one loss. Spellbound Gaming has zero wins and two losses. Low Tier Lux has zero win and two losses. And Sierra has zero wins and two losses. Indeed. Josh, do you want to take the next one? Sure. We have the UMG Prime $250 Halo 3 free-for-all results from January 10th, 2019. This is posted by Maddie Rums and NoobCombo.com. Check them out. First place went to NYC, taking home 200 buckaroonies. Second place went to Sorry My Server, taking home $50. Third, Flamehead. Fourth, Yashi. Fifth, SN Dylan. I like that name. I like the way that rolls off, like SND, you know? Mm-hmm. Sixth, Refade, seventh, Kinder Slays, and eighth, Gold Chicken Boy. You can check out the bracket at the link in the show notes of the show. Will, that does it for the tournaments, which means it is time for our UGC's The Halo Classic Post Show, the moment everyone has been waiting for. I hope they're ready for some hot takes. This is going to be a lot. You got you got some hot takes coming? Oh, I got some hot takes coming. But oh before boy. we get into that, should we get into some other stuff? That, that was a terrible transition on my part. I, could, I, I wasn't witty there. I couldn't think of anything like right off the top of my head. You know what I mean? Sure. Sometimes you have a case of the Mondays. That's, that's, what that, that's exactly what that was. All right. Should we get into it, Will? Yeah, what do we got? First and foremost, um, the 4v4 rules and the format were actually posted. Um, it's a Google Doc. We'll include a link to it. You can go ahead and check it out. It includes how every how every series was going to go down, uh, the settings for each game, so on and so forth. So check that out. Will. Yeah. Now. Now. What is it time for? All right. It's time to get into some rosters. So let's do it first off the halo one 2v2 we'll actually talk about these teams when we go through the results of that tournament so those will be talked about later next we have the halo 3 ffa top 32 so here we go it was ace adrenaline behemoth black halo god boo boo cranium duffy evader gold star br gunshot immaculate omega phenom porky posy respectful i miss problem reverbed Riot Shock, Ryan Noob, Snakey, Sullen, TBSA, Renzo, Cocknick, Top Ducky, Zlu, Dunphy, and Nightmare. Did you notice something about that list? No. It's in alphabetical order. You're welcome. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, same thing with the 4v4. I put them in alphabetical order. Am I doing the 4v4 as well? Hell yeah, you are. This All is right. your segment. Here we go. The Halo 3 4v4. So... 
we covered these rosters in our pre-show, so we're just going to go over the team names. These are the ones that made it there that actually competed. Let's do it. We have 10 Years Too Late, Aftermath, Afternoon Delight, Alter the Outcome, Ambition, Antimatter Gaming, Antiperspirant, BDPO, Blue Esports, Chicago Gaming League, Denial, Durankers, Destic Gaming, Disrupt the System, Elusive, Epic Heroes, Falling Esports, Final Feature Gaming, Friday Night Flights, From the South, G4C Esports, GGK, Gimme My Money, Ginyu Force, GMS, Ghosts Are Us, Goats, Goats Are Us, Got It, Guardians Gaming, Holden Sticks, Hometown Harambe's, Horrible Humans, If This Was Land, It Was, In Plain Sight, In Control Gaming, Joe's Beard Energy, Juggernauts, Kingdom HQ, Last Life GG, LFTG, Lux Gaming, Mazer Gaming, Money Shot, NG Savages, Nostalgia, Tice Black and Tice Blue, Ominous, Perception, Pew Pew Pew, Players Found, Purple Parrots, Reciprocity, Rain, Rise, Riders, Sesame Street, Showtime, Skill Shot Shooters, Status Quo, Swerve, Synergy, Team Carnage, Temptation, there, the has-beens that never were, the utility players, the yellow dragons, tox, unkind esports, victorious, secret, violence. We talk about practice, wrath, yeet squad. Yeah, yeet. You gotta jump off with that man, and you had me at Halo. The following rosters were confirmed at the event, so not pre-registered rosters. We weren't able to get these players. You're right there, Will. What, what just happened I there? Just, I hit the desk. My bad. We weren't able to get the players because these happened before they switched the gamer tags over to the actual gamer tags. Um, so all we saw were, you know, UGC Blue 1. Yep, exactly. So here we go. We have Choctix Gaming? Chaotix. Chaotix. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, Colossus. <laughs> yeah, sure. We had Colossus, Disturbing the Peace, Globo Gym, Guardians Black, Olympus, Rage Cage, Sparkle Motion, and We Last Minute. And then, of course, there was Elevate. This included Penguin, Trippy, Saiyan, and Neptune. And then Rage Cage did have Action Man on that roster. I know that. Okay. Yep. That's it. If you want the actual players on those teams, they uh, were included in the pre-show episode. Go check that one out. But those were all the teams that competed this weekend at UGC Classic. A lot of people competed in this tournament, Will. There was a lot. It was quite a few. I think there were over 100 people registered for the FFA. I think. And that's why we went over the top 32, because that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, Will. All right. Should we get into some of the notable series and whatnot that happened within the UGC's Halo Classic? Take it away. First and foremost, we had the Halo 1 2v2. Now, a lot of the series were very lopsided. Okay. A lot of 3-0s, a couple 3-1s. Okay. But the the people that I want to highlight here 
Legends and Patch. They were favorites going into this event. Like, absolutely. They were definite favorites going into the event. They proved why. They, they, we're going to include VODs in the show notes, but my God, they dominated in every match that they had. There were some games they were winning by over 20 kills. Like it went to, it, it was first to 50. It was all team Slayer. Okay. It was two V twos, right? First to 50 kills wins is Halo one. So the pistol's King, right? Three shot headshot or two shot body shot. And then one shot headshot. I think is that what people are saying? Either way, they asserted dominance throughout the entire event. There was no stopping them. Absolutely no stopping them. Even the grand finals were lopsided. Okay. But that, that's what we got for the 2v2. Um, Will, what happened with that Halo 3 free-for-all? Um, so yeah, Ryan Noob was just uh, outsmarting everybody. That's what he does. That's what he did do. But the, what the casters were talking about after that game was over was that it didn't, it doesn't have to just do with gun skill. I'm, that's why I'm glad Heinz was on that casting desk after the end of this free-for-all. Okay, because he he was talking about uh, Richie Hines. If you guys don't know who I'm talking about, um, he was a former Halo professional player, um, and he does a lot of observing work now as well for the events. But the the thing I really want to hit home with this is that Hines made really good points, considering he came from the FFA. Like that's how he got his start. And when you hear an FFA player talk about what it takes to be a competitor in the FFA and then make that transition to 4v4s like Heinz, like Ryan Noob, like Amish Acorns, like multiple players have done, the play styles are completely different. And what the casters were talking about and the analysts were talking about, it makes a lot of sense, is that Ryan Noob doesn't have a lot of that gun skill. He doesn't have a lot of that individual gun skill. But what he does have he has the brains behind it. So he, what the casters and analysts were talking about was he was making very smart plays. He was making very smart decisions where, yeah, he could see a person running up top pink and he'd be full shield. But instead of taking those shots and exposing him where he is on the map, instead he determines where that person's going to go. He sees if that person's going to be engaged in another fight. And then he picks his fights more wisely. And in a free-for-all, that's what wins you games. And in this case, that's what wins you the tournament. So, congratulations to Ryan Noob. You played very smartly. And not a lot of players are able to do that. So, good for you, man. That was good shit. And then also, just another shout-out to Ryan Noob, because he was he was screaming in his 4-4 matches. It was, actually, it was really, really funny. If I posted a clip. You did in the in our Discord. It I was, saw that. It was great. <laughs> Gotta love Ryan Noob, man. All right, Will. This is the one everybody's really been waiting for. Okay, the Halo Three Four V Four. All right, we have some series to talk about. Will, do you want to take the first one? Sure. Take it away. So we had GMS versus Reciprocity in Winners Round Five. So here we go. Game one was capture the flag on Narrows. It was a hot 3-0 to GMS. Game two, Team Slayer on Amplified. 50-49. Going to Reciprocity. 
Game three was Oddball on Guardian. This was a 191 to 95 going to GMS. Game four was CTF on Heretic, 5 4 reciprocity. And game five was a Team Slayer on the pit, 50 to 41. GMS takes the series score 3 to 2, knocking reciprocity down into losers. Right. And the reason why I'm highlighting this series is because it's it's what the analysts and the casters are saying. Realistically, Reciprocity got their ha- asses handed to them. Like, yes, they, like, yeah, games two and four were close. The, look at those other three games. Yeah. Real, they got their asses handed to them. GMS came out incredibly hot. And for those who don't know, Reciprocity has the previous God Squad. Snipe down Ola Roy and Lunch. Okay. GMS has these individuals who've been playing MCC, who've been playing Halo 3 ever since these professional players stopped. Which means they've put in a lot of practice. They like they have I think they had a little bit better mindset going into the event. And they showed where they belong. They showed that they can hang with the top and that they're gonna make that run to the winners. They want that grand final spot. And GMS just, I don't think people were really sleeping on them considering how well they've been placing in the qualifiers. But if there was any doubt before, you just knocked out four of the best players in Halo history into loser's bracket. That's nothing to scoff at. Anything you want to add about that series before we move on, Will? Nope, we're good. Next up, we had Lux Gaming going up against Wrath in loser's round eight. Game one was CTF on Heretic, 5-2 going to Lux, dominant fashion. Game two, Team Slayer on Amplified, 50-42 actually going to Wrath. Game three was Oddball on Guardian, 230-170 going to Lux. And game four, CTF on Narrows, 2-0 going to Lux, series score 3-1 Lux, sending Wrath home. And if I'm not mistaken, that Wrath roster has Ryan Noob on there. Okay? So that Wrath roster has a lot of great older players on that squad. I think people slept on Lux's event. I'm just going to flat out say it. I barely heard anybody talking about them. And for bad reason, because Lux has one of the best rosters at that event, as we'll talk about later. But they had they have Gilkey, Demon D... Been around for a very long time, okay? National champion as well, might might I add. Um, Boo Boo Doo Boo and Cloud. Cloud's been around for a very long time as well. Like, such great talent on that roster. And they definitely showed up in that matchup. And we'll see where they continue on within the tournament. We'll take it away. Next, we had Status Quo going up against Denial in winners round six. So game one, capture the flag on Heretic. This was a 5-2 going to uh, status quo. Game two, Slayer on Narrows, 50-39 going to to Denial. Game three, King of the Hill on Construct, 250-205 to Denial. And game four was CTF on the pit, 3-1 to Denial, which was also the series score, 3-1 for Denial. So Denial taking down one of the, the teams that were... You know, expected to go far into this this tournament. A favorite to win it. A favorite, yeah. Flamesword gets taken down. They did. 
uh, Optic Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Got knocked down to losers. Pretty crazy. And uh, that's that's nothing to scoff at for denial. They, as we're going to talk about later too, they were playing unbelievable at this event. And based off what we've been hearing, they, they are apparently the most practiced going into this event as well. Clearly that shows in that because you don't, it's like what happened um, when reciprocity got knocked down to losers. It's these players aren't going lightly, right? We we've seen snipe down, try to make losers bracket runs in the past. It happens damn near every tournament. It's snipe down and the losers bracket, making a loser bracket run. But when you have status quo, you got ace on that roster. You got flame sword. It, it's that is a dominant force. Denial clearly showed they had the better teamwork throughout the entire series. Knocks SQ into that loser's bracket. And now, now we've got both Team Reciprocity and Status Quo teams stacked with veteran talent in the loser's bracket. We have, at this point in time, we have GMS, like players who've been playing for a while, but they're relatively like new to the land environment, you know. And then we have Denial, which has Shelly, first LAN event ever. Ever. And they're in the winner's bracket right now. Unbelievable. Next up, we had Status Quo going up against Reciprocity in Losers Round 9. Loser goes home, winner moves on. Game 1, CTF on the pit. 2-1 to one going to Reciprocity, coming down to time. Game two, Team Slayer on Heretic. 50 to 35 going to Reciprocity. Game three, King of the Hill on Construct. 250 to 174 going to Wreck. Wreck closes out the series 3 0 against Status Quo. Dominant fashion. Reciprocity are pissed that they lost. Got dropped down to losers. They're like, hey, Status Quo. Yeah. No, see you later. Have fun packing your bags. Get on home now, where you belong. That's what they were saying. They were saying, hey, neighbor, how was 343? Oh, wait. Not there anymore. So, those, I, I can't believe that series wasn't closer. I mean, that game one was close, but as soon as Reciprocity got on their tear, there was no stopping them. Absolutely no stopping them. Will, take it away. All right, next in losers round nine, we had GMS versus Lux on the other side of things. Game one was capture the flag on the pit. This one went 3-2 to GMS. Game two, Slayer on Heretic, 50-39 to going to Lux. Game three was King of the Hill on Construct, 250-184 to to Lux. And game four, capture the flag on Onslaught, 5-1 to Lux. Series score 3-1 to Lux, knocking GMS. Out of the tournament. Out of the tournament, Will. They're gone. <laughs> they gone. It was, um, you know, GMS, another team with, they they proved that they belonged there. And Lux just handed them handed them that loss. Like, get out of here. You're, you're <laughs> gone. Like, we're, we're moving on. We're here to play. Um, I was surprised that GMS didn't put up more of a fight. I mean, 11 kills in the Slayer. 66 points on that uh king of the hill and only one flag cap on onslaught like i 
I felt like GMS had more than that in them. I think they did too. I think they felt that they did as well. They just didn't show up. Or it's not that they didn't show up. I think Lux were just, they were just the better team. They were, Lux, Lux was on point. They would say that. they Absolutely. They were just more on that game than GMS. When when Demon D starts feeling himself, it's like, you, you can't stop that. You're not putting that down. You saw his tweets after the fact. He's like, put some respect on my name. <laughs> like, he's, he was feeling himself after that series. And when, it's, I think with Halo 3 specifically, when a team is on a hot streak, that's so hard to stop. It's so hard to stop that momentum going into a game four or game five. You know, when you, when your tournament lives are on the line, it's time to nut up or shut up. And when you have a team who has beat you in two previous games and they're coming in trying to steamroll, that being able, it takes a lot of skill to stop that momentum. And clearly, GMS were unable to stop that momentum going into that, like, at the end of that series. But yeah. Next up. In the winner's semifinals, we had Tox going up against Denial. Game one, capture the flag on the pit. Three to two. Going to Tox. Game two, Team Slayer on Construct. 50 to 37 going to Tox. And game three, Oddball on Guardian, 250 to 96 going to Tox. So, I included a 3 0 on this list, Will. Yeah. For a very specific reason. Pay attention to those scores. 3 to 2, close game. That's a close CTF game. 50 to 37, that's not close at all. You almost got steak dinner. 250 to 96, you got shit on. You just you got straight shit on. Okay? Pay attention to that. Tox knocked denial to the loser's bracket. Take it away. So yeah, moving in into the next series. So we we kind of we skipped over one. Oh, what what what? Reciprocity and Lux in the final in the in the lunar losers round ten, then. Yeah. Yep. So Reciprocity ended up winning the series against Lux. Yeah. You remember what the series score was? I'm not off the top of my head. I don't think it was terribly close. I don't think that's why I included it. Yeah. So anyway, Reciprocity ends up beating Lux, giving Lux their fourth place placing. Yes. Reciprocity moves on to take on Denial after they were just knocked down to the loser's bracket by Tox. So here we go. Game one was capture the flag on Onslaught. This was four to three. Trust the prosody going to time. Game two, Slayer on Narrows. 50 to 36 going to, to Denial. Game three, King of the Hill on Construct. 250 to 152 Denial. Game four, capture the flag on the pit. Two to one going to Denial, giving Denial a 3-1 series win. I was... So after the Tox match... Yes. So Denial was kind of... They were riding a wave going into that Tox game. They were, yep. They got beat. Hard. Pretty, pretty decently. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to take the wind out of their sails. I thought they were going to, you know, maybe crumble a little bit, get you know, feel the pressure. But they were able to hold up against Reciprocity, who was projected by a lot of people to win this event. And they came off their hot win against Lux. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, as history has shown... Reciprocity should have carried that momentum into the game. It just didn't happen. They they did take the first game, but after that, 
Denial just was like, no, they turned up. And, and even it, then, it was close in that first game, too. Yes, it was. Very close. And the other thing is, it, it, I was just talking about it. When you have a team coming in on that momentum wave, it's so hard to stop it in its tracks. It's what we just talked about. And Denial had the skill necessary to do so. And they did it in, like, just flying colors in that series. Unbelievable. That... 50 to 36 against a Slayer dominant team? Are you kidding me? The straight stick was hitting snipes I've never seen possible. Shelly was doing unbelievable things around the map. Like, all players were playing lights out in that game. And that continued on. Anything else you want to add to that, Will? No, let's get into it. So, Denial beats Reciprocity. Therefore, we have a Tox Denial Grand Finals. So, the reason why, Will, I asked you and the listeners at home and in the car or anywhere you're listening to the show to pay attention to that series where Denial faced up against Tox in the first place and Denial got basically their shit rocked, okay? The reason why I told you to pay attention to that is for what happens in this Grand Finals. So, here we go. Game one, captured the flag on the pit. Two to one, going to denial. Went to time, very close. Very clutch plays needed to happen in order for that second flag cap to be secured. Denial clutches it out. Against Tox, no less. Game two, Team Slayer on Narrows. 50 to 44, again, going to denial. This one, not nearly as close. They're starting to get away from it. Game three, King of the Hill on Construct. 223 to 179, again going to Denial. Denial are up 3-0 against, again, some of the best Halo 3 players in the world. They're up 3-0 in a Grand Final Series. Now, if they win this, it resets the bracket, so they need to win two best of sevens. But keep that in mind, 3-0 right now. Game four, CTF on Onslaught, five to two, going to Tox. So Tox answer back. They, what Will and I talk about countless times is they flip that switch, and they're like, "Wait a second, we're Tox. We don't lose games. What is this?" They win five two. But then game five happened. Team Slayer on Heretic, fifty to forty seven, going to denial. Now, let me put things into perspective here. So, Denial win 4-1 in that series, and they reset the bracket to be a second best of seven for all the marbles, okay? The play I want to hit on in that final game to guarantee that win, because that was a close game. 50-47, to not a scoff at, okay? Talks were held in their base at the end of that game. Do you understand how difficult it is to get out of your base on Heretic? In other words, midship? Or truth, if you play Halo 5, it's incredibly difficult, okay? When you're stuck back there, and you're in the bottom of your base, you're not even top, you're in the bottom of your base, you're sitting there, you're sitting ducks. That's exactly what Tox was in that scenario. Denial swarm in, they're throwing nades down there, they're getting shots off, and they just close it out like that. Great, great collapse by Denial in that regard. Will, what happened in the second series? All right, so bracket reset. 
Tox versus Denial round two. Here we go. Game one, capture the flag on Narrows. Denial takes it three to two. They're still looking hot. Next, game two, Slayer on Amplified. This one ended 50 to 48, a very close Slayer going to Tox. And I want to mention, Tox was down in this game by quite a lot. Was it, um, God, it must have been like 40 to 46 at one point. Something like that, yeah. And um, I remember that Tox got like, it was a six to six to one or six to two run to close it out in the end. And they take it 50 to 40, a very close game. Game three was oddball on Guardian. This was 193 to 110 going to Tox. Game four, capture the flag on Heretic, five to four going to Denial. Game five was Slayer on the pit, 50 to 41 going to Tox. And game six was capture the flag on Onslaught. Tox closes it out five to two and takes that final series four two. Great, I have to say, great run by Denial. I think more than people expected them to do. Yep. Um, to shout out some players from Denial, Straight Sick, like you said, was hitting ridiculous shots. Unbelievable snipes. I had no idea it was possible to do, like, he, I didn't know he was capable of doing that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's me being an asshole. But, like, <laughs> when I, when I looked at that roster, I'm like, oh, it's, it's a pretty good roster. And go ahead, go ahead, keep going. No, um, Shelly, as they pointed out, he just made all the smart plays. There was the point in the first series, um, King of the Hill on Construct, where he was able to, the rest of his team had died, and he was holding down the hard point. And they were collapsing on him, he just went to the back of the map, and kept his head down and was strafing back and forth and was able to get an extra eight or nine seconds on that point just by maneuvering. He was one shot too. Yeah. Yep. Just barely staying alive. And it was uh, it was just incredible plays from him in his first event. Um, we had Ares on that team, which you didn't see a lot of big plays out of Ares, but I saw him as their kind of their anchor. He's the guy that's making sure... And I don't mean anchor is weighing down. I mean, he's the anchor that sits back and makes sure that everything's going as planned. I think he got an overkill X term as well. Was he the one who got that? I, See, think I did it not, was. I did not catch who that was. So I think it was Aries. I think. So that, I mean, but that's what happens when you're sitting back and you can watch everything unfold and know, yep. predict where people are going to be or just be in the right place, right time. Um, and I don't know why, but I'm a uh, blast player on that team. Oh, shit. Spacing on it right now. Oh, no. Straight sick. Commonly? Commonly. 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 Making, he made great plays all tournament long. He did. All tournament long. So, I I was pleasantly surprised at what Denial was able to do. The cohesion that that team had throughout the entire event. And like they said, they were more than likely the most practiced team going into that event. And that clearly showed. Absolutely clearly showed. Now, when you're going up against... Two multiple Halo World champions, national champions, it's it's hard. It's hard. And they grinded for that too. And what's to say, 
Shelly is so young. Like, that was his first event. The only where they're the only place they're gonna go is up. That's it. Like they, th- the sky's the limit for that roster if they stick together. We say it all the time. The thing that I hate the most about competitive Halo, and I love competitive Halo. The thing I hate the most about competitive Halo is how often the roster change based off of one less than desired placing. It's like, well, what the fuck do you expect to happen if you don't stick together and work it out? And I don't think this. I don't think this roster is splitting. I'm I'm saying in other rosters cases, but. If this denial roster sticks together, the only place they're going to go is forward. And the only way they're going to go is up. Such a great placing by them. That's what I got. All right. Josh, do you want to get into anything else on the 4v4 series we've talked about here? Yes. You you touched on it earlier. Um, Want to give a huge congrats to Lux on getting their first top four placing. Like that's, that's huge. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people slept on that roster. Um, like I said, I didn't hear much being talked about at all until clutch started bringing up how he, his, like his main man duo was cloud. So as soon as that started coming into the mix, Lux were talked about a little bit more frequently. Um, like you could tell demon D wanted it really badly. Boo boo doo boo's young God. Like, come on. You can't go wrong with that. Um, that whole roster is fantastic. So very, very happy to see them take that top four finish. Um, yeah. And then I'd also like to uh, shout out myself. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, yeah. I predicted Wreck to win the whole thing. Did that win? No. But uh, I still got basically the rest of my bracket, right? I got my top six. I knew it. I called my top six. Fair enough. Yeah. I got I to toot my own horn, you know, every once in a while. But yeah, sorry to all the rec fans out there, myself included. I, I maybe jinxed them. They're thinking they're going to win the whole thing. Um, Will, is there anything you want to add? I'll, I'll talk about it later. We uh, So now we have the official results, the placings from each tournament that happened at the UGC Halo Classic. First up is the Halo 1, 2v2. We mentioned them before. First place went to Legends and Patch. They dominated this tournament. They are definitely the ones to beat in this scene. They showed that they just, they have it. No one else could touch them. Second place went to McDick and Jones. Jones, I think. Jones. Third went to Finney and Zephy. Fourth went to Chips and Scrub Twista. Fifth and sixth where Bonesaw, C- and Bonesaw and C2, and then King, Nick, and Trix. Seventh and eighth were Dr. Ew and Spud, and then Fight and Max. Ninth through twelfth, we have Retro Twin John and Retro Twin Bob. We have Nick Hobbles and JJH, Toxin and Gandhi, and McGavin and Dino Mike. And thirteenth through sixteenth was Laser Girl and Colton, The One and In Surreal, Particles and Nova and Silos and BX Soldier. GG's boys and girls. <laughs> GG's to everyone. GG's to everyone. Josh, you want to take the, the FFA? I will take the free for all. So first place went to this is a Halo 3 free for all, mind you. We already talked about Ryanu. 
But guess what? He won. So first place went to Ryan who taking home $3,000 with 70 kills, 34 assists, and 63 deaths. Like we said, Ryan Noob was making the smarter plays. Okay? He actually had... He was second place for most deaths out of anyone in the free-for-all final. He made the smart plays, clutched it out, took the win. Second place went to Porky, taking home $1,500 with 67 kills, 31 assists, and 52 deaths. Third went to Respectful, $500, 67 kills, 26 assists, and 59 deaths. Fourth going to Sullen, 65 kills, 35 assists, 63 deaths. Fifth went to Ace, expecting a little bit better from him. Didn't happen. 64 kills, 34 assists, 56 deaths. Sixth went to Fatal CH. 59 kills, 35 assists, 66 deaths. Seventh went to Ty is Riverbed. 48 kills, 30 assists, 63 deaths. And finally, eighth place went to TBSA Renzo. 45 kills, 36 assists, and 63 deaths. That's all I got, Will. Take it away. All right. The Halo 3-4 before, we just went through it, but we'll go through it again. I should have stuck with my first initial prediction before Josh convinced me to change it. I don't know about convincing, Will. But Tox took first place. 12 grand. Nice job. Second went to Denial, 6 grand. Third, Reciprocity, 4,200. Fourth went to Lux, 3,600. Fifth through sixth was GMS and Status Quo, taking home 1,200. Seventh and eighth was Elevate and Wrath, 600. Ninth through twelfth was Destic Gaming, Give Me My Money, Mazer Gaming, and Nighthawks. Thirteenth through sixteenth was Kingdom HQ, Entice Blue, Stallions, and Temptation. I don't know why Stallions messed up my mind Yeah, I was so, so confused there. Seventeenth through twenty-fourth, we have Juggernauts, Perception, Purple Parrots, Rain, Rise, Sesame Street, Victorious Secret, and Afternoon Delight. And twenty-fifth through thirty-second was Chicago Gaming League, Guardians Gaming, In Control, Entice Black, Showtime, The Utility Players, The Yellow Dragons, and Aftermath. Bada bing, bada boom, we made it. All right. Before we get into our thoughts on the overall event, we have some community discussion that we should go over from the Discord, William. So let's do it. First and foremost, we have Zarners. He was at the event. Okay. What, were you going to say something, Will? Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, Zarners states, and I quote, All right. My overall impressions on the event. First off, what a great weekend. There were certainly some issues, the FFA format, the sound issues, etc. But overall, I'd say the event as a whole was a success. I was super impressed with the level of play these teams brought to the event. I honestly can't remember seeing as many six snipes back in the day, and some of the plays these guys were making were bonkers. I was upset that Reciprocity didn't make it to the finals, but I can understand how Insane Denial played all weekend. Each player on that team were gods at one point or another. Straight Sick is a laser beam. Ares truly does carry. Commonly was unsung hero in my opinion. Oh, wait, no. Commonly was shredding with everything he touched, and Shelley was the unsung hero, in my opinion. He was making some of the most high IQ plays all weekend. Also, what can I say about Tox that's not already been said? They simply make the plays that win games when they need to most. They never seem to get rattled other than APG, according to Lethal LMAO. And their level of play is so consistent, even in the chaos that Denial was bringing to them all series. The pivotal moment was that Amp Slayer in the second series. Denial had that lead the whole way and Tox came up huge in the last seconds to clutch it out. 
If Denial wins that game, I believe it would have been a totally different outcome and would have likely went to a Game 7. All in all, hats off to both teams in the finals. It was nothing short of epic and the best way to end an event. Also on the CE side of things, Legends and Patch were pretty damn dominant, only dropping one game the entire tourney. It felt like they just never lose control of the map, and if they do, they make the perfect play to regain control. It was also awesome to see Gandhi back on the sticks and to watch him almost win out in a super close series versus Finney and Zephy. If they would have won, that would have, uh, that would could have seen Gandhi placing top three, which would have been nuts. Also, side note, it appears that Jones is very close to a secret Halo God recipe. All I know is that it involves beer, water, monster, Tylenol, Adderall, and a pillow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Overall, this was such an epic event that I cannot wait for the events coming throughout this year. I freaking love Classic Halo and truly can't get enough of it. Finally, I wanted to give a shout out to all the HCS Pro Talkers that I got to meet and hang out with this weekend. Silos, Heavy Rainfall, and Scud Puddle, it was an honor to hang out and enjoy some kick-ass Halo. Hope to see you all later this year in Dallas and everyone else from this community. Until then, let's keep all fragging like a pro! Oh, and one thing I left out was how great Denial's Coach Callus did with the power-ups. Denial was getting every OS and camo as well. It made a massive difference that can't be understated. Oh, and also how nutty were those flag caps by Denial? Three for three on pit runaways, on, on pit runway runs, and those top, uh, those two top mid runs on midi? Insanity. Alright, that's all. <laughs> Great points all around. And it was a pleasure chatting with you in the Discord as well, Zarners. Alright, next up, Maddie Rums, and I quote, Well said, Zarners. You left one ingredient out of John's secret recipe, though. Beer. I don't think he did, though. I think he included beer. I'm wondering if it was like a sarcastic remark because it may oh, have there's been more. a lot of beer. Sure. I'm going to have to find a weekend where I'm not doing anything to try it out. I hope uh, Gandhi keeps his word and does start competing again. That'd be awesome to see. Denial was insane. Every player on the team played great and had their moment where, the, make it, where they were making crazy plays. I wish SQ would have gotten a little farther, but oh well. I'm also happy for Lux and Elevate. I think everyone underestimated and forgot about the two teams. Yeah, Saiyan and them were Halo 5 kids, but they were pros for a reason. And I feel like no one thought about Lux when it came to scrimming, so they weren't prepared at all for how good they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up, Heavy Rainfall. For me, it was an honor to get to sit down and talk with some of my industry idols and heads of the Halo community. I never missed an opportunity to say hi to Tashi, and it meant the world to me that Matt from UGC was willing to talk shop with me for as long as he did. They put a lot of effort behind the scenes that nobody but them will know, like it took them, like it took him and one of the other guy two weeks to build that main stage and the lighting for it, and I was and I was stunned at the whole process. For Halo CE, I've never been able to follow it, so it was cool to see who's who in that community. I felt like an asshole because I spent a good 20 minutes talking to Ryan Noob and didn't know who he was. I just thought he had killer hair. <laughs> it was also an honor being able to talk to Lunchbox before the venue opened Saturday on uh, Sunday morning. I told him about uh, you guys, by the way. Oh, I love you, dude. Heavy rainfall. What a what a badass. Uh, next thing he says, next event I want to talk to Royal 2. I don't get to talk to coaches enough. I really did want GMS to go farther, but every team played their damnedest, and I would say the teams all earned that the place uh, that they received fairly. I left early Sunday so I could avoid the, uh, any chance at the weather, so I was excited that Yo Radio was doing uh, broadcasting the audio for the event, but I learned real quick that was a bad idea. Every time someone shouted from an epic play, it was a jump scare to me, and they didn't explain where people are very well, so I couldn't follow it. I have two takeaways from this event. I have to always plan my trips. I got way too excited to be there that I never looked at the weather, and I can honestly say the drive there might be one of the scariest things I've ever experienced. I also have to tweet a goddamn fuck shit hell a lot more <laughs> than I do. 
<laughs> oh my god. All right, let's before we get to Scud Puddle's remarks. Um the weather was terrible. Like heavy rain heavy rainfall had to deal with a lot of bad shit when driving to that event. So, I'm glad you made it all right, man. Um I hope you made it well. I hope you made it all right back on the trip home. Um and yeah, I'm glad you were able to make it there safely. Next up, Scud Puddle. My favorite part was how we all decided that the tallest person should be in the middle to make the picture was well-balanced. <laughs> but for real, my favorite part of this tournament, as with every tournament I attend, is the people. I saw a bunch of the same people from Atlanta, and I made a ton of new friends. That's something that I can take back with me home. I finally got to compete in Halo 3, something that I wanted to do 10 years ago. It was like a dream come true, except that I didn't win in real life. The tournament itself felt grassroots, but UGC put on a great tournament and did their best to accommodate everybody. Yes, there were some aspects I could see room for improvement in, but overall it was great. They ran three separate tournaments with casting for all, had a mainstream for 4v4 and two featured stations, a stream for uh, CE, and a stream for FFA. That's a lot to take on, and they did. We'll have more to talk about that in a little bit. And finally, we have Goalie Sniper. Justin LaFleche, a.k.a. the man who bought Black Ops 4 on PlayStation without telling me first. It was a blast to watch the tournament with everyone that dropped into the listen slash watch along. The gaps between games was a little annoying, especially with the times constantly changing. There were uh, tons of lag spikes on stream, and I'm still not sure if Charlie Stream ever did see a game. But, but enough with the bitching. Denial really showed everyone they're not to be overlooked. Wreck pulled a wreck and didn't do what everyone expected them to do. And Tox did what, to what Tox does. Hats off to Denial for resetting that bracket. First best of seven was all Denial. But then Tox adjusted their game, found a way to win. As Tox always does. But hey, we finally saw Lethal Smile. It's about goddamn time. It was fun watching some classic Halo being played at its top level. That's what we got, Will. What do you got? I know you have some thoughts about this event. Oh, I do. I um, do, my man. But I want to hear from the man who enjoys Halo 5 more than Halo 3. What do you got? I enjoy playing Halo 5 more than Halo 3. Um, I don't know what to think, honestly. Yeah, you do. Come on. Okay. Okay. I'll just say it. Give your honest opinions. Honest opinions. Friday and Saturday? Yep. I was bored out of my mind watching all these 3-0s happen. 3-1s, maybe. Um, when the competition started heating up, it was fun to watch because it was good competition. Um, that's I enjoy what I enjoy watching. Um, I guess maybe I had more fun Watching this over the previous Halo 5 tournaments. Okay. Mainly because I don't know a lot about Halo 3. So I can't pick it apart as well as I was picking apart Halo 5 matches. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was a good tournament. Towards the end, I'll say. the Okay, so the event itself... I heard was was great for the the people there. Us watching at home, the streams were a little tough to watch. A lot of leg spikes, like Justin had said previously. A lot of stream times changing 
And I don't know, there was just so many, there's audio issues all the time. The stream would randomly go offline a few times. That was kind of frustrating, but I mean, overall, I did enjoy the event. Josh, what do you got? Oh, well. Well, 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 well. So, for those who don't know, Halo 3 is my most played Halo. Um, I think I enjoy the tournaments more than any other Halo tournament that's happened. Um, Halo 3 specifically. Like, I like Halo 3 tournaments more than others. Um, But I'm gonna just come out and say it. I think that this, yes... Okay, fuck it. They bit off more than they can chew. That's what I'm going to say. I think UGC simply bit off more than they can chew. Um, I think there was, dare I say, too much hype for this tournament as well. Now, people are going to come at me. Okay, prepare prepare for hot take Josh. Okay, that's what you're getting. This is exactly what you're getting right here, right now. If I get hate for it, I don't give a shit. I expect it. Okay. I seriously believe UGC bit off more than they can chew with this tournament. Did I think the tournament was bad? No, I don't think the tournament was bad. Do I think there were a lot of things that could have been improved? Absolutely. And maybe things like this could have been taken care of if there was more time to plan and prep. Okay. So first and foremost, they ran three separate tournaments at this event. Did they need to? No. They could have cut it down to just the 4v4. Maybe they should have. Maybe the bra- maybe the tournament structure should have been different. Maybe there should have been pool play. Maybe there shouldn't have been so many teams competing. Who knows? It's in the past. I can't speculate on that anymore. Okay? What I can say, the audio issues that consistently happened all tournament long, myself along with others... We're in the mindset where we'll give UGC a day. We'll give them Friday to figure everything out. It should have been figured out beforehand. Just straight up. It should have been figured out way beforehand. They should have tested everything out. They should have put on test streams. Because believe it or not, guys, you can do test streams. You don't have to do it to the live audience right away. Now, would that have solved everything? Absolutely not. And again, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But that's fine. A lot of these technical issues that they had could have been ironed out before the tournament ever started on Friday. Okay? There were sound issues all tournament long. Mics were muted. Volumes were too low. Peaking was too high. All tournament long. The wait times between matches, unbelievably long. Like, you could go, you could, actually, fuck it. It's exactly what I did. Okay. I had a smoke alarm that's battery was dying. Okay. During the, during the watch last listen along, listen along in our discord, I had a battery that was dying in my smoke alarm. So what I did as the responsible adult that I am, I decided to go get new batteries. Okay. So before I even did this, I walked around my house twice to verify ones that need to be replaced. Because I just decided, fuck it, if I'm, gonna replace, if, I'm gonna, if I'm going to replace one, I might as well replace others that are going to be on their way out the door soon anyway. So I did that. I got back and installed the batteries before the next match had started. So for reference, how long did it take you to go from your house to the store and back? 
and get everything done. Yeah. Say 25 minutes to a half hour. Okay. Yep. And that's, that, that's including like the analysis that they were talking about and whatnot that realistically went on for probably too long. And they just didn't, they didn't get into matches quick enough. They really didn't. Then, oh my God, I can't believe this. So you have, now I don't know if this was an issue with how things were set up. I don't know if this was an issue with, was it, uh, what is the name of that headset company? The new one? Victrix. Is it Victrix? Something like that. Okay. I don't know if it's an issue with their headsets or what. There was, what did you say, Will? One or two? One, one? one listening than I heard on Saturday. Okay. So we're going to realistically realistically say one or two listen-ins over the course of two tournament days. Now, did they fix this for Sunday? Yes. Hats off to them. They, they fixed that issue. They had multiple listen-ins on Championship Sunday. It was great. I wanted it basically more than anything in that tournament was to hear what the players had to say. Hear their communication. And we got that on Sunday. I'm happy. Okay? Doesn't excuse the fact that it took them two tournament days to figure it out. Then, let's talk about the streams, shall we? I don't know about you guys... But uh, I'm not a huge fan of watching streams chug, okay? Those lag spikes were, they were not warranted. They should have had that shit down on lock. I tried lowering my resolution. I have gigabit, e- I have gigabit ethernet. I have gigabit inter- internet speeds, okay? I'm not the problem in this scenario. I asked others as well. Are you guys experiencing the same lag spikes I am? Oh yeah, they're bad. And they were horrendous. Mainstream, Bravo stream, Delta stream. But Josh, why didn't you re- why didn't you say anything about the Charlie stream? Oh yeah, because they barely showed anything on it. I don't think there was a single match on Charlie on Friday. No, it was, it was, they they made it go live, but it had the screen right. Yep. Oh no, not- no, I don't even think it went live on oh, it never Friday. Even went live. I don't think it did. And then on Saturday, they may have shown one, maybe two matches on it. And then for day three, Championship Sunday, there there wasn't anything on the Charlie stream. It was so bad, they didn't even save the VODs. They didn't even save the VODs for Charlie stream. Now, if they would have come out, I am talking a lot of bad things right now. Okay? You need to hear me out if you've stuck this far through my rants. You need to hear me out. Yes, this is an HTS Grassers event. I get it. Okay? Does that excuse the issues that happened? In my opinion, no. It doesn't. You are a professional tournament organizer. Plain and simple. The name of your company is Ultimate Gaming Championship. Nothing of that tournament seemed Ultimate Gaming to me. None of it. Were the casters good? Yes. Yes. Now, I'm not going to talk shit against the Bravo casters. I'm not. Plain and simple, I didn't really listen to the Bravo stream. I watched. I didn't listen. I listened a lot to the mainstream. Is that because I have bias towards the casters? No. It's just, in my opinion, I thought they were going to show better matches on the mainstream. Guess what? They didn't. 
They didn't show better matches on Maine. They showed better matches on Bravo. They showed closer matches on Bravo. And now again, am I a tournament organizer? No. Was I in that, was I in that room when they decided what's going to be where? No. Can I blame them for it? Not necessarily. Okay. I will, I will take a back and I will realize that it's not in my control. And there were a lot of moving parts in this tournament. I mean, for this event, a lot of moving parts. Okay. So it just, I don't know. I just don't think it definitely did not live up to the standards I was expecting. And I think that people who are playing the card of, oh, it was just an HGS grassroots event. What'd you expect? I expected a hell of a lot more than what I received. I mean, yes, it's a grassroots event, but it was still put on by UGC, which they have the means to put on a good event. Yes. And I just want, I want the best possible thing for everybody involved. When I'm not fucking kidding. You look on Twitter. There were so many players complaining that they were waiting hours to play their next match. Literal hours. I can only, I can only imagine what it felt like to actually be there. I'm sitting in the comfort of my own home and I'm sitting there twiddling my fucking thumbs. Granted, I have other things to do. Like things around the house and I can play video games, I can work on schoolwork, whatever it may be. But the fact of the matter is if I'm at the event, I'd be even more pissed off. And it's, it's so, it's so sad. And the other thing, I forgot who said it, but someone was talking about how they waited over an hour for a team to show up before disqualifying the team. An hour I would have given them 10, 15 minutes tops. You don't make it in 10, 15 minutes. Fuck off. You obviously didn't care that much. Sorry, not sorry. It's called, there's a reason why there's a time set. You're either there at that time or you can fuck off. (laughs) You're wasting so many people's time. You're wasting the people who put on that tournament's time. Okay. So let's get to the good. Let's get to the good of the tournament. Like I said, I think, I think a lot of the casters, not all, I think a lot of the casters were on point. Okay. I love the dynamic that Golden Boy and Walshy have. I love the dynamic that Onset and Bravo have. I love the dynamic on the desk. I think it was great. I thought it was amazing seeing Shyway on the desk. I love how he swore. Get those cuss words out there. It's good shit. I like listening to it. Um, I thought Joe Fries was actually kind of funny. And I thought, I think it was Legion, I think. I thought he was pretty funny too. The photographers did a phenomenal job. And there were, the Championship Sunday was a much, much better day than the other two. Okay? So they did a good job on Championship Sunday, for the most part. I'm glad they brought the listenings back. I was ecstatic to see Halo 3 back. It felt really, really good to see that game being played competitively. I saw, I heard Will in the Discord chat getting amped up on some plays that were happening. And I'm, I'm just glad that you got into it a little bit too. Like that's, that's yeah. what made me happy. Yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, yes, did the, did the stream issues detract from the experience a little bit? Um, 
But what I what I'll say about this tournament. Viewership wasn't great. It wasn't what even I was expecting for nope. this Halo 3. I think it peaked at just over 10K. Oh, expecting it to get a little bit bigger viewership. But um, Moses put out a tweet and it kind of kind of hit a, hit a little hole close to home with sure that the, the stream and the event maybe not was wasn't portrayed as well as it should have. But here's this tweet. I'll just quote it. It says viewership isn't everything. Attendance is up and the community sentiment is way up. This weekend was a big win for Halo Esports. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I think, sure, UGC didn't put on a great event for the spectators, but the fact that this event really brought the community all to one place, everyone was, for the most part, enjoying themselves. Some of the, like I said, some of the teams had to wait and it drug on on Friday and Saturday. But I think this event really was for the community more than anything. Um so I do thank UGC for putting in the time and effort to do that. You know, there, yeah, it's frustrating. There was issues, but like you said, they bit off more than they can chew. That's what I really think happened. There was too much going on to make everything run seamlessly. Okay. A couple more things I want to say real quick. Okay. I am not going back on what I said. All, all my points, I'm sticking to them. No, you can no for what I'm about to say. Okay. Okay. You, you can challenge me if you want on that. I'm all for it. I'm all for the discussion, okay? Now, what I will say is, like Will said, the amount of work that goes into putting these events on is a massive undertaking. And I am not, by any means necessary, trying to undermine anybody in that position that they were in to put this event on. I think they all did a great job with what was handed to them. I just expect better for the next time. And I fully expect there to be a next time. I just expect better for that time. You know, you live and you learn. Exactly. Hey. You saw you saw what uh, Adam said. Adam with MLG in regards to Call of Duty Vegas. Like he, we read it on we read it on the show. That's that is what I want UGC to do. I want them to put out those tweets saying, "Hey, we heard you. Here, these this is our list of complaints that we got." Here's what we're going to work on for the next event. Expect us to do better next time. You know what I've yet to see? That tweet. I've yet to see it. I, I just, that's what I, that's all I want to see. That's all I want to see. Okay. So UGC, I still, yeah. Thank you for doing what you did. Yes. There was a, um, so I've, Work can get stressful sometimes, right? I downloaded like one of those little quote of the day apps. Okay. So this one I read last Friday and it's, you don't lose, you either win or you'll learn. So UGC, you didn't, you didn't lose this event. You didn't win it. You didn't nail it. It wasn't out of the park. So you got to learn from it. Yes. So take what happened, learn from it and keep moving forward. They definitely did not take an L. That's no. that's for sure. They're, and like I said, I just want to see them acknowledge that they have to learn from that. Because if you don't acknowledge it, then what are you going to change? You're not going to change anything. Well, you know, and it could be something that the company knows that they need to fix, but maybe they just, no one thinks to put it out publicly. Right, but that's like, that's all perception. Right. If you don't put that out, then this is what I was, ex oh my God. <clears throat> 
So many hot takes right now. Holy shit. This is what I expected to happen. I expected people to go out there and say, it wasn't as bad as you thought. No, it was. It was as bad as I thought. It was exactly as bad as I thought. Okay? Moses' tweet. Nothing against Moses. I think he's incredible. We've shouted him out multiple times on the show. But I'm going to have a counter-argument to his tweet. Okay. Okay? Attendance. Attendance does matter. It actually does. Because you gauge where you're at at that point. Now, the only way like the only way you can go is up or down. Okay? Right. You can remain stagnant, but am I happy with the viewership? I'm okay with it. I'm not ecstatic. I'm not pissed about it. I think it was all right. Sure. Wish it was better. Okay? With the amount of talk around this tournament happening, the amount of talk that was happening with this HGS Gratchers program, and another funny thing, it was one of the only major tournaments that was happening on Twitch over the weekend. I was expecting more. Okay? Viewership does, in fact, matter. Not to a major extent, but when you want to make this something bigger, viewership matters. He talked about attendance in his tweet. I wasn't there. I cannot attest to this. Okay? I can only go based off what I saw. And what I saw in the main stage crowd was half of it gone. And this was Championship Sunday. So maybe the attendance showed up to compete. I don't know about attendance for spectating. Because based off what I saw in the venue on the stream, didn't look packed to me. Now again, that's just based off what I can see. And for people who are there, they very well could say something completely different. In which case, I take what I said back. And I understand. And that's awesome. Because I wanted it to be packed. I wanted people screaming when any series was going on. And you could hear things happening on the Bravo station. But man, I just, I, I wanted, I just wanted the best for the event. Sure. And I think what may have happened here since they opened up the event to so many people to compete. And the Halo community is all about playing Halo, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe too many players were there that drew away from people who would otherwise be there just to spectate. Eh, maybe? I see where you're coming from. That could definitely be a factor. I just think that when I see like, okay, you know what? I think this is a good, I think it's a good scenario. And again, I'm not shitting on Moses by any means necessary. I'm just bringing a counter argument to his tweet. When, when I talked about how um, I didn't see a lot of spectators in the crowd on Championship Sunday, right? Will, let's see if you can recall this. Championship Sunday. Mm -hmm. Mainstream. Denial's up on main stage. Taking on talks. Denial wins a game. Camera pans out to the crowd. Oh, wait. They didn't actually pan out to the crowd. What did they pan out to? They planned a back Blackbeard. Exactly. Every time. They didn't pan out to the crowd. They panned out to Blackbeard the entire time. He was the most amped up. The crowd wasn't. Okay? That says something to me. If you're a tournament organizer and you're not even willing to do a pan shot, now I don't know if the camera was available to do so. Okay? In which case, like I, like I said, if it's not there, I understand. I'll take it back. But based off what I'm seeing, you're not paying more attention to the crowd. You're paying attention to one individual who's getting hyped up. That says something to me. All right. Fair enough. Hot take Josh coming in. <laughs> you said we were going to get it. Yep. Um, 
they did do like so when you were at Worlds, you know how they yes. did the camera that came down the aisle? Yeah, they oh my god. They did do that for this event. Okay. But you only could see half they didn't do like both sides of the chairs. They only did one side and it seemed pretty like packed on that side, but who knows what the other side looked like. Sure. And the thing that I hated the most about when they did that in Seattle was how scripted that shit was. Oh yeah. Because they they came they came over to us. Um because we were sitting on the edges, obviously. Mm-hmm. They came over to us and said, "All right, we want to get everybody amped up. We, we need you to. We need you to be standing and screaming and cheering and waving your hands and shit. We need you to do that." And I'm thinking to myself, "Fuck off! I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching this right now. Like I'll get amped up, obviously, but I don't need you telling me to do this just because of your broadcast. It's not genuine. It's not authentic." And I get it. It's for viewership. I get it. It's for spectators. I understand why they did it. But it's just annoying when that's, that's, and I'm not saying that's what it was at UGC by any means necessary because I wasn't there, but at Seattle is exactly what it was. It's like the seeing like in the movies when the person holds up the applause sign for the crowd. Yep. It's, it's, that's exactly what this was like. Yeah, it is what it is, but I don't know. So to review, some bad things happened. Yes. yes. Disapp- disappointing things happened. Disappointing, yeah. The event for the community, I believe, was great. Yes. I Overall. I believe it brought people together for the for this event. Yep. People were reinvigorated into Halo, going back to Halo 3. Now, I do want to say that... This event was the biggest Halo 3 tournament, right? In old, in ever for the amount of teams that signed up. I mean, if yeah, for the amount of teams that signed up. Sure. I don't think that will continue moving forward. I don't think so either. Um not at all. We have no way. we have a set top 16 to 32 teams that I feel like will continue to compete based on the opportunity that's provided to them. Yep. If these events continue and prize pools aren't there, um, just the, you know, if it's not worth the time there, these organizations are not going to stay. Yes. Now I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was hoping you weren't talking about the players and you were talking about the orgs because as we talked about for the players, it's not all about the money, right? It's about the bragging rights. So thank you for bringing up the orgs. So it really, it really kind of depends on what other events pop up and what it's going to be like moving forward. Um, I don't know. Can anyone put on another event that brings this much hype? I feel like it's the initial hype that Halo 3 is back, but that could tail off here now that the event's over. So first and foremost, gamers were giving announced that they're a 4v4 now instead of a 2v2. Will that bring out more people? Yes. Will it bring out the amount as UGC did? No. The next event. Um, I think it's the Invitational, where the top six teams got invited out. That's not an open event. That's six teams. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then, there's more HCS events that are going to happen in the future that haven't been announced yet. But the big one, the big one, is DreamHack Denver. I mean, not DreamHack Denver. Dream, DreamHack Dallas. That's it. Dallas. Jesus. DreamHack Dallas, okay? That is the only possibility I see in having a large turnabout 
large having a large turnout for a Halo 3 event is that event. But even then, oh, that's tough. The weather's going to be nicer there. I just, they, I just don't think they'll open it up to 128 teams. Right? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. 64, maybe. Maybe. Any... We've, we've gone on quite some time about this event. Yeah, Ranty Josh has gotten a little too long. So you were disappointed. Let's just say you were disappointed in the streams. Absolutely. Were you still happy overall with the event and watching Halo 3 coming back? Yes. And the tur- the you know 100%. It's it's the game that I have the most fun watching. It is the most fun I have watching any competitive game, not just Halo. I grew up with Halo 3. Like I grew up watching competitive Halo 2 and Halo 3. But it wasn't until Halo 3 released that like I would obviously I was in school, like grade school and whatnot at the time, but my weekends would be blocked off every time there was an MLG event. My whole weekend would be blocked off. I would tell my mom, and like, my mom and I are tight, so she would get it. I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to be in my room basically the entire weekend. Don't expect me for anything. This is what's going on. She wouldn't understand fully, but she'd respect it. Be like, okay, sounds good. Every MLG event was that. It It was something I would look forward to every fucking time. I would, because they would announce the schedule. Right. They would announce the like the future events mm-hmm. like three or four months, in, like three or four events in, uh, in advance. And I would open up my my paper calendar and it'd be Halo themed, of course. And I would mark down the weekends that like MLG Meadowlands was happening. MLG Raleigh was happening, so on and so forth. Right. And it was just something I look forward to every single time they came back. So with this HS Grassroots Events program. And them announcing that Halo 3 is coming back in a big way. I'm like, I get the nostalgia factor. Will finally gets the opportunity to see what a full Halo 3 event is competitively. And people still care. Like, that's what that's what's big. People still care. But for the next time, UGC needs to do better. All right. Is that it for our post-show thoughts? Please don't hate me too much, guys. Come on. Please don't. Like this, I told you Hot Take Josh was going to covet on this episode. I've been, I've been holding a lot of that in because I get why people are so excited, but I don't want people to look blindly at this and think that it was all peaches and cream because it simply was not. That's it for me. Okay. Anything else from you, Will? I I understand where you're coming from. You weren't happy with the event organizers and the way the streams went. I will say I'm happy just that the event was on and that so many people were excited for it. Yes. In the Halo community. Yep. So, all right. And shout out to uh, APG. Oh, for... Getting that win. Yes. That's huge. He has been... (laughs) Wanting a win for so long, never got, never really got it in Halo 5. Oh man, APG, good shit. Can't wait to see what you do on that Tox roster in the upcoming Halo 3 events. All right, brackets, VODs will be included within the Google Docs 
in the show note of the show. Except Charlie Stream, because they didn't save him. <laughs> Final hot take of the show. Josh. Yes. It's time for some shout outs. <laughs> yeah, all right, Will. Do you want me to get into them? Shout out to all the talents that provided entertainment for the Halo Classic. This includes Gandhi, uh, Cornbread, F-Dot, Trooper, Spaceman, Butters, Throoper, Joe Fries, Bravo, Onset, Nighty Night, Golden Boy, Fallout, Wonder Boy, Heinz, Elamite, Clutch, Shyway, and Lottie. Like I said, a lot of the casters did a phenomenal job. Shout out to everyone who worked behind the scenes at UGC for the Halo Classic. Yes, I think there were a lot of disappointments, but you give credit where credit is due. They had to put on a massive show. They had to put on a massive event. And you know what? In the end, they did put it on. Simple as that. Takes a lot of man hours. Takes a lot of woman hours. Takes a lot of hours in general. You guys accomplished that. Fuck yeah. Congratulations. Shout out to all the players and spectators at the Halo Classic. You guys came out in droves. I don't know about the spectators because based off the stream, I don't know. I didn't, didn't really see it. But players came out in droves. Good shit. And finally, shout out to everyone who participated within the discussion and watched last listen along. This includes Goalie Sniper, Mikey, Europa, Halo, Luki, uh, Hypopapalotomus. Hip Hopopalotomus. Hip Hopopalotomus? That's a. Thank you. Luckily, I don't do Rostermania. Hip Hopopalotomus, Feistro, The Only Neeb, Zarners, Silos, Scud Puddle, High Tech Redneck, Maddie Rums, Life, Heavy Rainfall, Brian Makes Games, and American Ripper. And then something I did not put in here that I should have, and I'll include in the show notes, obviously. Shout out to all the photographers at the event. You guys did a great job putting on the hype, taking fantastic shots. Will! What do we got for some community creations? All right, we got Halo Twitch Clips 4.0 by uh, Halo Twitch Clips. YouTube video, go check it out. We have the Halo Classic Hype Montage by Muggsy. Again, it was posted on Twitter. Tashi did uh, Day 1, 2, and 3 Sights and Sounds from the event. Go check those out. They're really good. They're really funny. I still have to check them out myself, so we'll do that. We have the AGGQ, awesome games done quick. Halo Reach Legendary Co-op Run by Pedro Gas and Wolfie, commentated by Jan Goost. That was posted on YouTube. Another video for you guys to watch. We have Master Chief at the Saints game for you NFL fans. Little Reddit post to check out. And then Meme Monday on Reddit is happening as we speak. It's just a go-to at this point. It's always there. It is. It's the staple of the show. There we go. Um, Something I want to quickly hit on before we close this out. AGDQ, they raised over $2.5 million this year. That is insane. So congratulations to them. I just wanted to add another shout out there. Great, great job. Check out that run. It's incredible. A lot of super cool movement and tactics that were within that run. Please check that out. Another, another shout out. You know, we've had a lot of, we had a lot of pros, old pros come back for this event. And it was cool to see some of that talent there. Um, I've heard Josh talk about Roy and Lunch 
and all these old players that you know he used to watch, and it was cool to see them in action. Yep, and they played really well too. Yeah, the, the, the I, reciprocity. I feel like they could have gone farther. Yep, they could have. Um, you know, it is what it is. Next tournament, they got to get them. That's right. I hope they're back. Oh, Roy, they'll be back. You think Roy and Lunch are back? I do. I do. I, I think that want to compete is too high. And they have an orc now. They're on a team. Yeah. And they are uh, slotted for the invitational at least. Yeah. They're top three. I th- but they've always spoken on how they have lives outside of Halo now. They do. And I'm just hoping that they're able to welcome Halo back with open arms and be able to compete to the level they want to. Their lives are now playing Halo 3 competitively. Okay. That's it. That's that's the- <laughs> that's all they got. Yep. We're uh, back in MLG days. It's everything's out it. the window. Yep. Roy and Lunch are just head first into Halo 3. Yep, that's <laughs> All right. Sounds it's over ten year old game and they're just head first back in. <laughs> that's awesome. Um Will, is there anything else you want to touch on before we head off? I'm just looking forward to more Halo. I this could be a topic because we could talk on this for another day, but the Halo 3 hype is big right now. How long does it continue? How long does it continue? And if it's still big when Infinite releases, how does that factor into things if Infinite's not a good game? It's a lot of speculation it's in a, that statement. It's a lot. Like, So if Halo 3 is still riding the wave and Infinite comes out, Yep. And the pros are like, ah, oh, screw it, let's go back to three. Are they just going to be like, okay, we're going back to three, or... Yeah, then Clutch is going to quit his new position at 343, and he's going to start competing again. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, realistically, if if Infinite doesn't turn out right, just, you know, I know this is a lot of speculation. I, sure. I think they're going to do it right this time. I'm hoping they do it right this time. Yeah. But if the community's just like, nah, Infinite's not good competitive... Will we see three, two and three continue? I mean, hey, weirder things have happened with Counter-Strike. That's true. That game's still rocking. That game has one of the highest, um, not only turnouts, but it has some of the highest viewership ever. Ever. And they have tournaments happening all the damn time. So now is, okay, this this is going to be a hot take too. Like not, not in a mean sense, but like is... Is Halo 3 to the caliber that Counter-Strike is? I'd like to think so. I think Counter-Strike is way more competitive. Just because of like how... Like that that game is the unbelievably most refined shooter. I think Counter-Strike is. And... Like I like watching Halo more. But... I think Halo... Halo 3 is an incredibly competitive game as well. We just saw it. So, I don't know. I don't know where I was getting with that. But I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking that Halo so 3, a 10-year-old game. Yeah, you're trying, to, you're trying to compare the sustainability of Halo 3 to Counter-Strike. Yes. Yep. I think that's where you're going with it. Yep, that's exactly where I was going with it. Thank you. That's, that you. was actually it. Yeah, got you, bro. Thanks. All right. I think we're rambling here a bit. But no, I think you bring a good topic to the table, for sure. Future, I think that is on a something. future episode. Yeah, I we'll, agree. We'll, we'll write that down. But we already have our next next episode figured out, Will. That we do. And uh, before I ask you to do the thing that I tell you to do at the end of the show all the time, I'm just going to quickly say, next week, 
on HGS Pro Talk, we will have our Paul She interview. So please stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good one. Can't wait to talk to him. We we sent out a time to him. Has he confirmed that hard time? I think so. Okay. Sounds good. I'll check. Just want to make sure. We'll double check with you, Paul She. Yeah. But he's going to be on the next episode. So can't wait to shoot the shit with him about some Halo. Here, I'm excited to hear his take on this tournament. That's really, yeah. Paul She. If you listen to this episode, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about the Halo Classic. But yeah, Will, we've made it. This is the end. And instead of rambling on a little bit longer, for once, I'm actually just going to say, plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We are on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. And I'll throw a pocket cast in there as well for Josh because he's yeah. he loves it. And Justin. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. We appreciate it greatly. You can join our Discord. Link will be provided in the, in the show notes. Um, great community discussion going on there. We, Like Josh said, we had our watch slash listen along. Highest turnout we've had yet. Yeah, it was good. Yep. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it's it's one thing to sit here at my computer and watch the streams, but to be able to communicate and talk with others watching it at the same time is just, it brings a whole other level of fun to the event. Um, so thank you guys who were there. Um, we have our discussion posts there, polls, whatever. There's an IRL channel for those who just want to talk about random things in life. Like hockey. Like hockey or the Eagles losing to the Saints or that. <laughs> See ya. I'm uh, not even a Saints fan. He's just an anti-Eagles fan. I'm going to start off so much shit this episode. It's going to be crazy, dude. See Josh over on Twitter. I know. Just <laughs> no, they, they, the devil's advocate. They beat the living shit out of us last year. I'm a Vikings fan. Okay. We're in Minnesota. They, they destroyed us last year. They deserve that win. I'm just happy to see him lose. That's all. Mm. All right. Excuse me. <laughs> you can join our Xbox club and or our Spartan company. Search for HCS Pro Talk. We, uh, we host our community playdates uh, regularly on Saturday nights. And being a part of that Xbox club is a good way to get in if we uh, aren't familiar with your gamer tag or name. Simply put. Um... We are over on social media. Of course, who isn't? We got them them Twitter. <laughs> we on Insta. I like how you're trying to sound like, like a hip and cool dude it's right now. It's not happening. It's not, dude. We have a Facebook. Who's on Facebook anymore? We are. We have a YouTube, a Mixer, and we are on Esportspedia now. We are. That, that was an exci- exciting day. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Um... Do you want to tell them about the new posts on Instagram? We, for those that listened to our Taco Bell episode. <laughs> the best episode we've ever had. Josh finally tried the Mexican pizza. I bit around the beans because I don't like beans. <laughs> you, I mean, What did you do, Will? I took a chip off the top. Did you bit around the beans? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the way that sounded. Spoiler right. alert, it's 5 out of 10. Would not eat again. Okay. All right. It was it was gonna be what Will and I were talking about. It was gonna be the new tagline for HGS Pro Talk. Could be a lot worse. Could be a lot better. 
HDS Pro Talk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is that it, Will? That's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 55 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed my ranty rants, because oh boy, were there a plenty. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Tune in next week, where we have our policy interview. I'm excited to see what he has to say. But, uh, oh, and then after that, I guess we'll foreshadow, after that... We'll have our uh, forthcoming episode with Zach of Money Matches and Denial and Blackbeard of Denial as well. I'm sure they're going to bring a lot of hype to that that interview. I expect it. I mean, with the way Denial plays at this tournament, I wholly expect it. I'm hoping that they're both able to use Discord at the same time and we get a good interview going with them. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, next week, Paul Shee interview. Stay tuned. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye-bye!